Hi everyone, uh, it's, I'm Ali Hart. Uh, it's really great to be here. I, I feel really excited about it. I think you'll find that once I start talking. I'm very passionate about placing importance on the everyday as an artist, as a writer. So that's in places, memories, things. But I also feel that social media is something that can really propel your business. So I'm going to share a little bit about me and myself and my business. And then I'm going to share an experience of pre- social media excelling my business what that entailed for me and how I felt with that and then I was just going to break it down into I've got three slides about ways that I believe social media can have you seen can have your work especially as a creative actually if you're a plumber or if you are the next best songwriter you can still use these tools and um, I mentor students on how to build their creative business so I'm going to Give you a little bit of those golden nuggets although my kids favorite cereal is golden nuggets so i feel like that tarnishes how good i believe those things are but yeah just to tell you a little bit about me um my i'm married to michael we have three boys and a dog called mimi and we are uh well when i was 25 i had my first child and I looked at everybody around me having a career. I felt everybody had a, was finished university and was now in their, they were having fun on Saturday nights. And I obviously chose to have my babies and I love them. But I did my degree in fine art and then I went on to do my master's. I got a first, I got a, a distinction, but I had no idea how to market my work. And I actually felt tie that with the feeling of having a new baby and the change in my identity. Um, it really floored me. So I didn't, re I was at a bit of a loss to be honest. And then it was somebody said to me about blogging, believe it or not, in 2009, after my first son was born, I then became self-employed and someone introduced me to mum bloggers. I know that's changed a lot now and on social media we have what we call microblogging. So it's more of people have an image and then a little bit of blogging underneath it. But I started in the world of actual blogging. So my um someone introduced me to a, a, a blogger who was a runner and I thought wow this is actually oh, the screen has gone but that's okay so when you're just stuck with me everybody um doesn't matter that the, the screen's just a um so this this mum oh i'm still okay that's good no one's left i don't think hopefully anyway um of the golden nuggets but so mum blogging was where i guess i i started with everything and it was something that it's this idea of I realised that people were sharing and that I had an outlet outside of the walls and not to go all down the mummy route, but I was a, a trained artist and I had the the, the babies and I, I just thought, how am I going to meet people? So gradually what happened was I just was part of this community and that's what I'd say about social media. It breeds community and it also helps you find the community where you fit best. So I was uh, communicating with these mum bloggers and then I started my own blog and even though my mom was the only one that read it, my friends in the States, uh, my husband, because I made him, I started to share these stories. And I knew somehow that this body of work I was collaborating together, like putting together, was great. But I didn't, I still didn't know how to get my paintings in front of people. So I then was uh, a photographer 
And I loved that. And the reason that I became a photographer was because during my master's and my degree, I had studied photography and videography. And so it was this natural progression. And, you know, it actually gave me a bit of security. I'd worked with young people with learning disabilities. So during this time of being 25 years of age, even though I became self-employed, I was still working in a school with young people with learning disabilities. And then I gradually started to run the photography and the good thing about photography, certainly pre-COVID, is uh, people were getting married, people had babies, people then had families, and they wanted me back to photograph them. So it was lovely for me to get another community. So I had this online community happening. I had the community of the customers building up with the, the photography, um, and I was able to start to feel a little bit more value because I guess what happened was when I looked around at everybody comparisons the thief of joy uh, I started to feel like my value wasn't there but the nice thing about all that was this all started gradually online and again I didn't know how I was going to get my paintings there but so there was this ongoing conversation between my art that I was painting and selling for maybe 10 pounds. And then there was my photography, which was established and was great. So over about four years, I then started a, a website and the website was called Scribbles and Pictures. And when I look back now, I think, I can't believe I used the word scribbles to talk about my paintings and pictures to talk about these beautiful portraits. Um, my son actually came in the other day and said to me, my, my middle boy, said did you take this photo and it was a beautiful photo um i was able to understand light and shade but that's all very technical side but the beauty of me being able to blog and then instagram came about was that i started to just share and this idea of the sort of community and being able to share my own story so the part of my own story which i then learned was really valuable was uh my dad my dad died the week before my eighth birthday and during my degree, I had, uh, stick with me for this, my degree show was um, 794 bread bags. And there was a bread bag from the day he, the week he died for every week up until my degree show. So this mound of bread bags and there was a performance element where I was searching through them. But that is a really, my mum came to my exhibition and asked where my paintings were but I didn't let that deter me. So um, these bread bags, this significance of grief, back even when I was in uni, was part of my story. And I didn't really know it. So then what happened, if you fast forward after that, to me being in this position of um, photographing people, photographing their families, getting to know their families, and that being on social, I started to share about my own story of dad dying. And the good and how that impacted my life and the journey that I've taken and the good thing about sharing is often once you share someone else can relate to that too because the circle of life is very relevant to all of us so the storytelling element is a very important part of my business that I am able to use with social media and um, the other thing I wanted to say as well was I'm not an advocate for social media so that you have a fluffy pretty background and so that when someone scrolls on their feed it looks really nice and um, my revenue has gone up by 300 percent in the last year and a half so social media is a tool that i believe like i said if you're a plumber if you're a songwriter whatever you're doing if you're a craftsperson you can utilize that 
to actually bring in revenue. So with that being said, um, I wanted to share an experience of pre-social media, when social media was not the driving tool. So even though I had the photographs, I had the blog, I had Instagram starting to grow and because I've never paid for followers, it's this authentic, you know, slope of going up. But that's the other thing I firmly believe is you find your tribe. But an example of how I would have gone about uh, working as an artist beforehand, and there's relevance in this. I also really crave having a meeting right now that I'm stuck behind a computer. I'd love to be sitting in a boardroom talking to you all. But what would have happened with me was I would have gone, um, so someone would have recommended me. There would have been a conversation, maybe an email. I would have uh, uh, sorted out my portfolio the night before. I would have sorted out my clothes the night before. I would have paid for childcare. I remember one time going along, it took me an hour and a half to get to a place. Uh, we sat down, there was six or seven people around this room. It was an opportunity for me to display my work. Uh, there was discussion. It was, I thought it was great, very positive. Drove home, collected my kids. By this stage, I had two kids. Um, and I didn't get the job. And I wondered in the chat, if you're happy to put, like, how do you, how do you think I felt? If you've maybe been in a similar position, like what emotions do you think I felt having gone and done all of that weighty work and then nothing coming of it? I'll see devastated yeah absolutely oh good I can see the chat now how exciting I've only used zoom before so bear with me so devastated lonely sad uh I lost faith felt like a failure so I want you just to think about that before we go on to the next bit um how that the, the weightiness of that the effort of that the the um just the whole emotion behind that and yes there's a time and a place word of mouth is still a massive part of my business but for now we're talking about social and the changes and how social has its own problems but that is a huge weighty problem which really did show me that I wasn't in front of my right customer tell me so be seen social media helps you to be seen in the chat if you wouldn't mind putting words that you associate with Johnson's baby lotion as you can see on this screen so it might be well I can give you some clues it might be warm fluffy uh, any colors that you think do you want to put in the chat okay well I can I can help with that so when you think about so whenever I talk to my mentoring students I talk about how branding okay so the good thing about branding is that it's recognizable so if you think about coca-cola um soft caring soothing absolutely that's what you associate with johnson's baby lotion okay you think of these pinks and these blues and um they are soft and they're gentle now underneath that there is british airways in contrast what words would you associate with it with so smell of baby soft pink yeah absolutely baby products so with british airways there's a more formal feel to that it is the colors are strong and red and blue and white and the whole idea of that is that it is corporate so i want you to think about doing the same so you can humor me for this you don't have to put it in the chat but i would love you to take 30 seconds to write down words that you would a luxury is exactly right with british airways yeah I want you to put down feelings, words that you would use to associate with your own brand. 
So for me, it um, would be, for my branding, it would be um, approachable. It would be um, humorous, but then there's a serious side. So it can be these lines, okay? I want you to think about words that you would associate with yourself first and foremost, because you are your brand, really. So I want you to think about that. Think about the products that you have and write down feelings that you would associate with your brand. And the reason that I ask you to do that is because people buy from people. And this is a really good way and it's a good exercise for you to make ground and to understand how social media can impact a creative business. Okay, and then the next thing I want you to do is think of colors. So we had a time there, you'll see the logo on that slide. It is a greeny turquoisey color. For about two or three years there, I had pink because I really liked pink as the color of my brand. And it was a friend said to me, have you ever looked through the images that you have on social? Although I love pink and purple, and you can see that here, blues and greens are the color that stands out most in what I do. So that can even be in what I wear. That can be in the, the, the images that I take, the photos that I take, the surroundings that I have. So if we think about you, I want you to also write down the colors that you would associate with yourself and your brand. So that can be if you are um, going back to the plumber idea, whatever you wear, whenever you are thinking of what you wear on a day-to-day basis from the products that you lift up and what you actually think about. A really good way to think about this as well is actually the color wheel. So the color wheel is, this is the primary color wheel. So red, blue, and yellow. And those are your three primary colors. Everything that I mix together. Good, thank you. Good to see here background bottle green and that that's really good to see um someone said about bottle green i was mentoring someone recently and she's really into rembrandt and the the paintings that she puts out the images that she puts out the clothes that she wears reflect those lovely like maroon bottle green vibes so i want you to think about that for yourself but these three colors when i teach um like young kids i always talk about we start off a bit like the color wheel so we start off with our three colors and then they mix together. You can humor me again. When I mix yellow and blue together, what color do I get? For all creatives here. I'm gonna help you out, it's green. And if we mix red and yellow together, what color do you get? You get orange. Um, and then when you mix blue and you mix yeah, red together, you get purple. So the idea is that that becomes your secondary color wheel, which I'm sure many of you will know about. After that, every single color is just mixed up out of those and it grows and it grows and it grows. So you get the tertiary color wheel and then it goes on and on. And I actually do think we're a bit like the color wheel. We all start off like this and then we add to that and then we add to that. And that's our story. Think about your story and how you can put that into this personal branding. Because the good news is because of the power of social media, we have actually now personal brands are rising and the big brands like Nike, all of those are great and they're, they're, they're steadfast. But personal branding is something, especially since lockdown, uh, coronavirus, we people are holding on to, people are wanting to engage and wanting to know what your story is and what your tagline is. Um, so that uh, social media allows you to be seen. 
If they're not looking at you, they're looking at someone else. I was going to put this in quote marks because it's my quote. So feel free to quote me on social media um, because it's true. And I feel like I tell that to people all the time. Um, no matter how fearful you feel about posting something, if you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. And it's all about attention. It's all about trading attention. And that's what social media is. Uh, I know that some people say, oh, you know, we're on them too long, these platforms. That's kind of what they're designed for. So if you want to hold the attention of your audience and build your audience who love you for what you are, not this boardroom um, scenario where you're devastated and where you're at the effort and the heaviness of it is just massively different. So another thing for you to do is to be consistent with that. And I believe being consistent is how I have built the organic, authentic audience that I have. So one thing I would love you to think about as well is the story, how you tell your story. Uh, I shared about my dad and I openly do talk about grief. My mum always says to me, I don't know why you put yourself through that, but that feels like a natural thing for me to do in order to um, be able to put my words. I like to write, so it's the written word is very important for me. So what I want you to think about is which fits you more comfortably. So um, because social media is so broad, is so massive, you can fall into video whether you would prefer to do videos. So write this down as well in your notes. Would you prefer, if I said to you right now, if I put a camera on you and you're going to do a video, would you be like, I'm, I'm fine with that? Or would if I said, would you rather do a photograph and then a blurb underneath? So a photograph for me of my painting with a story underneath or a photograph for me with a painting, but a blurb about it underneath and a little bit um, that's just about the techniques or would word be more you? Would you prefer to do written word? Because the good thing is the mummy blogs are so relevant. Blogging is coming back. People do uh, love written word. If it's written properly, if it's written authentically and about you from you. Now, what I will say is it doesn't mean you have to share your whole story. Um, and I want you to know that. I want you to know that me telling you to be consistent and me talking about being consistent is that it's, it's more about being in line with your business and your ethos. So we've talked about the words associated with your business, with the colors. And now one thing I would love you to think about is the tagline essentially. So mine is placing importance on the everyday. And that's something that I try to bring back in every painting, written word or image that I put. If I ever worry about putting it out there, I like to make sure it's in line with what it is that I am talking about. Another line I like to talk about is um, for women to love themselves from their brain to their bones. Sometimes I jump between the two, but essentially placing importance in the everyday and painting is the core of my business. So once you get that tagline and that core, um, you will be able to squash the fear of stepping out and doing things because it's in line with your business. So the other thing with being consistent is it squashes fear. And any feelings that I felt at that meeting was because it was an opportunity and we all take opportunities and that's great. The beauty of social media, whenever it is used properly, is you can navigate it. You are the controller of it. And in case I haven't said it already, it's free. Social media is free. Like that for me was an opportunity which was taking time and money Social media, even though I get caught up in my own fears and what people think of me, 
If I'm staying in line with my branding and with my business, then that is an opportunity that I don't want to waste because it's free. And they're not the same. I don't see the fear in this it's opportunity being the fear here. This fear is building a brand, building a body. Everyone is on their phone. I meant to ask you at the start, do you all have a phone? I'm going to guess everyone's raising their hand. When was the last time you bought using your phone? I'm going to guess everybody's going to raise their hand for that. So think about that. That right now is where the attention is on people's phones. And every opportunity is to reach um, your audience. So the other thing about consistency before we finish is once you figure out if it's video, written word, image, then you can look at all the different ways to do that. There's a thing called reels at the minute, which are very easy. Don't be over... Um, like don't overthink it. They're an opportunity for you to do little snippets of your day, add music to it, or you can actually do the blogging as I was talking about. There's live um, lives that you can do where you just turn your camera on and you talk about your craft. You talk about why you've chosen the cup of tea you've chosen about. You do things that come from you. Um, and the other thing is Facebook groups. That's a really good way to add value to your audience. And if it just feels all too much on social, you're just taking it off to the side where you're building and you're nurturing a community um, and you're giving without expectation. That's another thing I will say is that I feel the more I give and I know Caroline's going to talk to and she's such a giving heart. That is actually what will grow you as a person too and as your business grows, giving without expectation. So lastly, be glad I'm nearly done is be the expert. Um, I, I, I've believed in this for a long time. I believe I'm the expert in my field and um, I can help people with color mixing. I can help people um, to, uh, I teach people how to, to, I run art workshops. I feel the same for you. And you might have imposter syndrome. It's a real thing where we believe that we don't, we shouldn't be there. But if you're consistent, you'll get confident in what you do. You'll see what your audience respond to and you'll know what you're the expert in. I've just brought on a new team member. I have two girls work for me. And in the last week, I, um, both of them have pointed out on my YouTube channel, on my podcast, have you, have you thought about doing this? Or do you know your logo isn't on this? And my words to them is like, I would rather have it done than be perfect. But now I feel privileged enough to bring them on to help me make it a little slicker. But you want to be the go-to as well. You want to be the person that is um, the go-to for the art, for the craft, for the plumbing. You want to be that person. And the only way you're going to do that is by putting out that content which shows it. So the beauty of having a podcast, you'll see my podcast is on there, um, Building a Creative Business in a Noisy World, is it actually cuts out the more you grow it means that when people say, can I can I just have you for five minutes? Can I just bend your ear? It means you can say, well, actually, all of the information that I want to share and help you with is on my podcast. And the same with the YouTube. Um, I thought last January that I would never make another penny. I thought that that was it. It was um, from 2009 being self-employed. I thought, this is it. What am I going to do? And I just decided to give. So what I did was I ran live, um, free live workshops on social media for people and their kids. Now that might've been 10 people looked at that, but then maybe a thousand watched it afterwards. But those 10 people were my core audience and I helped them and I helped their kids and they remembered me 
and that was my way of engaging with them. Um, so then whenever I eventually got the confidence to put online tutorials, people joined them because they knew that I was the expert by watching me on lives. So have a think about eBooks that you could do, maybe if you're more comfortable with the written word, free tutorials. Maybe you just talk about like how, for me, how to frame something, how to frame a piece of work. Um, at the minute, we're doing a lot of work with interior designers in how work is placed in rooms. People love there to be a conversation, people on your social media platforms. So for me, right back in those mummy blogging days and sharing recipes and sharing fitness goals that I had, I still believe in all of that. I feel like that built a foundation for where I am now. And it's been a long journey. Um, it's I've had to be consistent. I've had to keep telling myself that it's okay to be seen. But um, I want the best for you too and want you to be able to enjoy social media the way that I do and um, we get one chance at this so I think that it's really important that you embrace your craft embrace your skill and share it with the world on the free platform that is social media and also have patience because Rome wasn't built in a day and you want to make sure it's like your authentic branding that you're putting in for the long game so thanks for listening <laughs>